Welcome to a year of magical living with me, Imogen Roy. Have you been feeling the effects of the transitioning seasons? I certainly have, because I'm recording this podcast a lot later than I, I expected to, because the seasonal shift is something I feel very deeply, and it has wiped me out. So today's practical magic tool is a few anchors for you to put down as we shift from spring and summer to autumn and winter up here in the northern hemisphere or if you're down under from autumn and winter into the light of spring and summer. A few ways in which these seasonal transitions affect us on a body, emotional and spiritual level and how you can align and flow with the universal energies of the natural world around us rather than fighting against them. Because if you've been listening for a while or you've taken my Align and Flow program or you're a coaching client of mine, then you know, oh you know, <laughs> that we are here to understand the universal energies of nature available to us and align with them, to bring our bodies and minds into alignment with the energy around us so that we can have less struggle, more ease and more magic. So I'm recording this the day after the equinox on September 22nd and what's happening, what an equinox is, is it marks a point in the year when we have equal light and dark. The day is exactly as long as the night. And it's this balancing point between expansion and contraction of light and dark. And it's a portal. It's a portal into a new state. And it's going to affect us on several different levels. So the first is on the bodily level. Now, as human beings, our biology, our organism, is exquisitely attuned to the natural environment around us. Specifically, our circadian hormonal rhythms that govern our energy, um, our waking and sleeping times, our appetites, and even our moods, are driven by how much light is coming through our eyes. And so when our relationship changes to light and dark, it changes everything about us. And so here where we are in the Northern Hemisphere, we're about to go from a six month period when there's been more light than dark to the reverse. And so we are going to start experiencing less energy, steadily every day, but less energy overall. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, the opposite is true. You are moving out of a period where the dark has been dominant. And as the light increases and as you take in that light through your eyes, and I really encourage you to spend as much time outside as possible to get the full benefit, you will start to feel more energized. Your moods will shift. So the changing seasons are having a profound effect on how we experience ourselves, how we experience life. So it seems really ridiculous for us to have the same expectations of ourselves, of how much energy we have available, of what we're capable of, 
as the seasons shift. Which is why now, no matter whether you're in the northern or southern hemisphere, is a really great time. This, this equinox time is a really good moment to take stock, evaluate and set intentions and adjust expectations for the six months ahead. So that's what's happening on a bodily level. But these seasonal changes can affect us on an emotional level too. Because it there is a, a change in the collective psyche. And you know, a lot of people around me, including myself, there's this back to school energy of September, where you're coming out of the holiday period, the summer period, some of you may have kids. And so the back to school brings this sense of routine and structure, yes, but also urgency, the sense that you feel pressured to make up for lost time and to push yourself. And I, who just came back from a one month holiday in August, I'm also feeling that sense of pressure, the sense that, oh my goodness, I have so much to do. And this being in the full knowledge that my energy is going to start to dip and this I feel driven from the inside to rush and to hurry and to harvest as many things as I can before the, the nights start to get very long and I have less energy to do the things I want. And I have felt this intense urgency building over the last 10 days or so. And yesterday I felt so wiped out, almost like I was exhausted by the work of my own internal motor, that it really encouraged me to take stock, stop and really dig deep to figure out how do I really want to spend my time in this season of the dark? How will I flow with this season's energy and be compassionate to myself? So I thought I'd share with you today the exercise that I've done for myself and I recommend that you do this for you too, no matter whether you are shifting into autumn or shifting out of winter into spring, is to recalibrate. Because as the light changes, so do we. So I would recommend starting with a body check-in. Um, if you go back to episode 15 of this podcast, I share the daily alignment practice it is a short three-step exercise that you can do at once a day or many times a day that is going to help you make that connection between your mind and your body. And if you really want to go further, I thoroughly recommend checking out my Align and Flow seven-day free challenge, which you can find on my website. So every if you sign up for that, every day you're going to get a video lesson that's less than 20 minutes that's really, really going to go deep on how to integrate this practice into your life and how to create your five foundations of flow so that you can massively supercharge your ability to tap into your intuition, your body wisdom, your knowing, your sense of right timing at any moment. So I really encourage that the first thing you do if you want to work with the seasonal transition is to do those exercises to tap into your body and check in with how are you feeling? What does your body need right now? What is your body, how is it trying to get your attention? What are, what are the emotions that are coming up? What are, is your, in your gut, is it contraction and 
fear and dread or as an expansive delight and, and sinking into something comfortable. So that's what I'd recommend that you do first. Really check in with yourself so that you're not approaching this exercise, this intention setting purely from your mind and letting your mind uh, use purely rational logic to plan how you're going to do the next six months. No, your body needs to be in charge here. And after you've done your body check-in and you feel like you've opened up that channel, I encourage you to reflect on this time last year. So for instance, September to March last year. And think of how that felt for you. Think of what was working for you at that time, what made you feel good, and what did not work and you do not want to repeat this year. Now for me, I have far more things in the do not repeat list than I have in my what was working. And I'm sure it's likely to be the same for many of you. Last, last September to March was in, incredibly diff difficult for many of us all over the world with COVID lockdowns, restrictions on our movement, restrictions on, our, on, on all of the lifestyle um, elements that make our lives feel meaningful and rich, like going to restaurants or cafes or gyms or taking trips, seeing family members, doing any kind of winter activities, all of that was off the cards. And here in France, we also had a curfew, which began at 6 p.m. and ran until 6 a.m. So we were not allowed outside of our houses for 12 hours a day. And it was a really, really difficult time. And I struggled uh, during that time. I threw myself into work and that's really all I had. And I let a lot of my health and fitness and well-being routines slide because I found it very difficult to find motivation to purely just work out in my bedroom at home. And I felt really rubbish when I arrived in March because I was so unfit. I had uh, lots of niggling health things felt really sluggish and just worn out, worn out. And I do not want to make the same mistake this year. Even if there are restrictions put back in place, I want to be a lot more loving and intentional for myself and really keeping in mind the vision and the embodied and the embodied memory of how fit and good I feel right now, that that is what I want to maintain. So do reflect on this time last year and maybe start jotting down uh, what, what worked for you last year and what you want to dig deep into and what didn't work for you last year so that you can try and mitigate for that. Uh, the next thing I invite you to do is to set your intentions for this next season, next season of the dark or season of the light if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. And it's a really interesting time to reflect on your relationship between light and dark. I like to spend my autumn and winter moving into the dark. That means exploring what it means to be in the mystery. Um, exploring what we can tap into when there is less light. Because it's true that darkness, although initially destabilizing, does help you hone other senses. So I personally love to spend autumn and winter, the season of the dark, 
working on my spiritual work, which tends to get a back seat in spring and summer when I'm spending a lot of time outside doing adventure sports, rock climbing, mountain climbing, and surfing and travel. Whereas in the autumn and winter, I feel really called to be a lot more devotional, to explore my relationship to spirit, to work a lot on my altar. And I look forward to that time now because it's a time when I decide rather than being afraid of the dark, I will set up a reverent relationship with it. And you may have your own um, intentions for how you want to spend this season. What do you want to deepen your relationship with? What edges do you want to push? Uh, what are the themes or topics that you want to explore or the projects that you are going to be fully devoted to? One of the really liberating and joyful things about seasonal living and embracing that, it, you know, trying to do everything at once all the time is really ineffective and also is boring. Because when you work seasonally, you let things go for a season and then you pick them up again when the timing is right. And so there are plenty of things that are best suited to autumn and winter, to times of darkness. For instance, maybe some of you are keen readers and you currently have a stack of unread books that's building up somewhere. Well, the season of the dark might be a perfect time to set an intention to devote yourself to that stack of reading material. So whether your intentions are work, lifestyle, relationship, hobby, adventure related, jot them all down. See what comes up for you. Um, and if you feel like your mind is taking over, you can simply put your hand on your heart or your belly at any moment as you're writing and just say to your body, and what do you want? What do you have to say? What is your intention for me? All right, so after the body check-in and after evaluating last year and setting intentions for this next season, you might want to ask yourself, how are you going to harness the universal energies of the season you're entering to carry you through your intentions? Now, what does that mean? Well, each season has its energetic gifts. Autumn, for instance, is a time of falling and dying and composting and of endings. Winter is a time of quiet and invisible work and fuel being created for the expansion of spring. And spring is a time of, of opening and growth and trying new things and being bold. So whatever season you're entering into, you might want to consider how will I, how will I use this universal energy to help me to, to harness as I go about my intentions. So a lot of things that are on my intention list have to do with organizing and decision-making um, and becoming a lot more focused about where I'm putting my resources, so my money, my attention, my energy. I'm really investing this season in profitable activities of getting more out of things I've already created, of finishing things I've started. It's not a time of experimentation for me. It's not a time of, of, 
of playing or just throwing spaghetti at the wall, which I did a lot of in spring, it's really a time of consolidation. And so that for me is one example of how I'm going to use this autumnal energy in my own life. And another thing about this time, you know, autumn heading into the early months of winter, in traditional communities, for you know most of human history, this would be a very important time after the harvests of late summer to take stock before the lean months and evaluate what have we harvested, how much do we have, what resources do we have, what needs to be going into stores um, and granaries, and how do we plan accordingly in our communities so that we have enough to carry us through the lean months it may have involved hard choices. It may have involved saying, right, well, we don't have as much as we would, would like, so we're going to have to ration and be careful and ration our resources and be very um, committed and devotional about how we, how we use them well and manage our expectations of ourselves because we're all going to have a little bit less energy. And we've got lost touch with this practice because we live in a world where everything seems limitless. You can have anything at any time. It's always available. But this ability to evaluate our own resources and, and understand that we have limits. There are natural limits, even if they seem invisible to us, that we have to work with. So as you enter into these lean months, I want you to ask the question of... What, how am I going to manage my resources well in this time? What am I going to prune? What am I going to leave behind? What am I going to put off until the next expansion? And this is another thing I find profoundly liberating is that I'm not saying that I don't have the urge to experiment and play and do new things and add new projects. I'm just saying that when they arise in me, I channel that excitement. I take lots of notes. I put them on my Trello board, but I also allow myself to say, this is something I'm picking up again in spring next year. Because right now it's just a time for consolidation and wrapping things up and I'm entering into the lean months and I have to be intentional about what I carry. Because we have to understand that contraction is the fuel for expansion, which means that if the more energy you can serve and store and use wisely in this time, in the lean months, the more power you will have going into your spring and summer. If you exhaust yourself in autumn and winter, you will have no energy left to expand. And so the cycle continues. So there is something to be said by deliberately and consciously winding down in this season so that you can expand out in a big burst when that universal energy is there to help you. So you might want to make some very specific commitments to yourself. Commitments that are going to help you carry through on your intentions. So for me, my number one commitment is I am committing to not overloading myself even if it means moving slower on my goals than I think I would like. So I'm committing to not overloading myself and overgiving my energy in the lean months, even if it means that I make less progress and move slower on my goals. 
And a commitment like that is easier said than done. So the last thing I encourage you to do is to how is to consider how will you set yourself up for success to deliver on your commitments? How will you take what's on your internal world, your internal desires, your intentions, your commitments, and, and actively design proactively your external world to make that easy for yourself? So let's say you want to read a lot, then that's an internal desire, the external setup would involve gathering those books, maybe putting them by your bedside, perhaps setting uh, an alarm every evening that signals now is time to get into bed and start reading, um, to change into comfy pajamas, whatever you need to set yourself up for success on the external level. Many of us struggle to make good on our internal desires because they remain internal and we do not take action on the outside, on the external world, to facilitate them. So for me, my intention is to not overload myself, to maintain my energy raising practices. So a lot of my external commitments involve things like so I currently have a, a tracker where I'm tracking my, my movement every day. So I'm moving and committing to move every day, even if it's just a little bit of stretching. I also have my weekly planner on my desk where I have blocked out. I've committed to only 20 hours of booked in work per week. So I've like massively underscheduled myself so that I don't overload my expectations for how much I can get done. I also have things like I have protein powder visible in my kitchen so that as I'm working out a lot more and I'm going to get hungry, I have a visible reminder that I should have 20 grams of protein three times a day. And if I get hungry, then that's what I need to reach for because that's what my body is missing rather than it being invisible and I'm immediately reaching for bread or some other carbohydrate that may not nourish me in the same way. And another one of my desires is to be with people, which I did not have at all last year. And so on my external world, I'm being very proactive about booking trips. I'm working in cafes here in Bordeaux three times a week. That's also on my calendar. So I'm designing my external world to deliver on my internal desires. And I really encourage you to do the same. Look, I'll be the first one to admit that I find this ending of summer and moving into autumn extremely difficult. I, I, I dread it, in a sense. I know what's kind of the hard lean times are coming. I'm someone who is very sensitive to the light. I really feel the changes of, of the longer nights. But also, we have to remember that this is part of the dance of life itself. Everything is change. Everything is change. We can deny it. We can fight against it and have it knock us sideways. <laughs> or we can consciously commit to aligning and flowing with it, playing with it, dancing with it, getting ahead and setting ourselves up for success. When we change seasons like this, we're simply shifting gears. And a car uses a lot more fuel when it's shifting gears. And so do you. So be compassionate with yourself. If you're feeling sluggish and tired and listless and you're not excited 
about going into autumn and winter, you're not alone. Um, but I really do believe that setting your intentions now and understanding ahead of time how your energy is likely to be effective is one of the most empowering and beautiful gifts you can give to yourself. And also please remember that you can have a loose grip on your goals. You can have a loose grip. You do not need to cling or force or grip tight and, and fear that if, the, if you don't white knuckle, then they're not going to happen. It's not meant for you. That is not true. You can gently proceed falling in love with the process, baby step after baby step with a loose grip on your goals and you will get there. Managing your energy well, bringing all parts of yourself along for the ride and being aware, being open and conscious to how to use right timing and the universal energies in your favor. So there is a breakdown of how I am navigating the seasonal transition. I hope that some of these questions, intention settings and the body-based exercises will really help you too. So as a reminder, if you want to do the daily alignment practice, you can either give episode 15 a quick listen or just help hop to my website and you'll find the Align and Flow 7-day free challenge that's a lot more comprehensive. It's seven videos, utterly free, sent to you by email over the course of a week. And I really believe that that's a great way to start a new season. Thank you so much for listening to A Year of Magical Living. You'll hear again from me soon. Goodbye.